Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 43 of the Faithful Gamers Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Evan. Episode 43, man. Crazy. Just just thinking the other day, man, how we started this podcast, keep each other accountable and have fun with it, and here we are, man, episode and 43. Now it's the bane of my existence. Yeah, it sucks to be you, dude. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing your face, and you hate it. I hate this. I hate this. But I love it, so it don't matter. So, we will be doing our normal routine of talking about what we've been playing this week. I've probably got a lot more than Zach. Um, as usual. And then, which is I, a, a super surprising. Man. I, I say as usual. It's, it's been the usual <laughs> since we moved to Michigan. Yeah, for real. Um, and then, I will, or we're going to be doing our game topic, which is actually 20 questions this week, because... We couldn't really find a topic we felt like talking about. Uh, hopefully, mid November, though. Until the last minute to do this yeah, stuff. I know. Maybe mid November will be our like game awards thing that we did last year. I think that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And then our um, faith topic is actually going to be brought to you by Zach this week. So I'm excited to hear what he has to, he has to say. He did he did a devotion this past Saturday mm-hmm. at his church. So I'm excited to hear it. And only uh, two people left the church as a result, so that's pretty good. Two out of four, so there you go. Um, yeah, so Zach, go ahead, since yours will be shorter of what you've been playing this week. Well, I don't even know if it's worth mentioning because um, Evan pretty much covered this one in game reviews with Evan last week. It was yeah, Spider-Man yeah. 2. How I'm far are you, by the way? 55%. How are you enjoying like, this total. one? I'm... I think it's the same that we've been saying for all these recent PlayStation sequels. It's a really good game. It's a lot of fun, but it's more of the same. Like, yeah. Well, they so, just did the same better. Correct. So, like, the wingsuit is fun. Yes, the fast travel is amazing. But Isn't it? So, isn't it seriously the fastest fast travel you've ever seen? Yeah, it's really that, good. It, I don't... I cannot... I don't understand it from a technical. Yeah. I, I hope that that uh, toolkit uh, channel does a video on that. That would be cool, but it's it's good. Uh, you and I were texting the other day. The story, at least from what I'm seeing halfway through, is fine, but it's not anything like whoa. Which again, you you don't necessarily expect from a comic book, but like there's. How how did we say it? It's good. It's so like the way I put it is like the story's good, but I've seen better or I've read better Venom stories. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's right. been better yeah. comics. Yeah. Um. So what I was actually I told you it was going to be a few minutes before I got on because I was in the middle of one of those unidentified person tracking things where you have to oh, fly yeah. behind the drones. That. Mm, I hated that. I dude, those hated were, I it. never failed one. Well, I didn't fail it either. I don't mind those. Oh, it's just it's so tedious, and it it's very much a. Uh, you can tell the developers feel bad for you because at one point I did hit a building <laughs> and I couldn't catch up, and so I'm at like sixty percent, and then it says, "Oh, the afterburners are turning on." You know what happened? It went from 60 to 40 faster than it went from, or sorry, 60 to 100 faster than it went from zero to 10. (laughs) Like I finished it like that because 
I know you don't want to do those things, but it's just like, that's just a stupid, tedious quest. Um, some of the time restrictions on those Mysterio things. Yeah. They're tight. Aren't they? Some of them, like some I, I plow through and then other ones. I'm like, how do you expect me to be able to do this? Like I did all of them. As yeah, I, got I think I upgraded. got gold on all of them, but like two in those two, I was like, I'm never ever. There's that one you had this. to dis you had to defeat twenty guys in one minute, and like the fastest I could do was one minute seventeen seconds, and I was like, I don't understand. I ended up getting like fifty two seconds, but it probably took me a long, long, long time. Dang, dude. Yeah, I was stubborn. so I. I will say, I think the side quests, like the actual side quests, not like the little things. Like the Spider-Man app that you do. Yeah, I think those are better in this game than they have been in the previous games. I I hated, like, Screwball. You remember Screwball from the first game where she was like an influencer? And she tried, like, she would set up all these traps and stuff for Spider-Man. He'd get ambushed all the time and... Oh, dude, I freaking hate it. I remember because I hated, hated, hated it. No, nope. and uh, I think the ones from the other games weren't as fun as this one. But yeah, man, I don't know. Like, story's all right. There is only one moment where, like, the entire time, and it's a side quest. And the entire time I'm playing, I'm like, I know what this is going to be. I know what this is going to be. I know it. And then it finally, at the end, after I did all the missions in that side quest, the last mission, I'm like, I knew it. But I'm excited to see where it goes. What side quest was that? It was the f- one with the f- uh, cult. Oh, okay. I haven't finished that one yet. Yeah, I would finish that one before you do the end of the game. That that side quest is so good. And it it definitely sets up either DLC coming or possibly the next game. But I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking more so DLC. I um, have not been able to... I don't think the next one has popped up on my map yet. I don't mm. know if I've progressed through the story far enough yet. Because I've just been going around doing the uh, the collectibles sort of stuff. They may not let you do that until the end of the game. Because the more I think about it, like the end of that side quest, it, it wouldn't make sense what happens unless Spider-Man already went through what he did with Venom. Hmm. So it may I'll not. find out hopefully soon. I mean, I know I'm going through it a lot slower than you are, but to have been able to like out of a hundred percent completion, do 55% of it in two weeks with what I've been getting over the last few months. That's pretty good <laughs> for me, yeah. which hurts yeah, a little bit. I, dude, I beat it in like three days. So. I know. I also <laughs> so it's not... didn't have three days off of work. With Five no days. One around. So, yeah, there we go. I meant three like work days <laughs> off, not including the weekend. So, anyways, yeah. that's that's what I've been playing. Most of Spider Man. I uh, so I've just been tinkering with Spider Man here and there. I've been playing Mario Wonder, and oh, I did play I, Mario Wonder. I forgot about that. Uh, so, yeah, Courtney. how actually are you liking that? It's fun. I mean, I know you played a little bit of it, but do you enjoy it? Or probably played ten levels with Courtney. It's fun. Um, yeah, the the Wonder Seeds are pretty great or flowers or whatever um we found a few secret exits doing that stuff yeah the, the problem is we get in this rut where we're like okay before we move on to the next level we have to find everything get everything which yeah. we should just 
keep going on and then come back. But so we haven't played that one in a while. Yeah. I, um, I'm surprised you're playing it with her because you guys have games, man. I, um, so I have a hundred percent completed everything in Mario wonder thus far. I'm on the last level. I've even completed all the special worlds. A hundred percent. The only, like I can already get, have you gone to the special world yet? Mm -mm. Okay. So like in each world, um, it unlocks like this pad that you go on and it takes you to the special world. And there's a special level that pertains to the world you were just in. So it's like connected to that world. So unless you do that special level, you technically don't have all the seeds to that world. Right. So in all the special worlds are like level five difficulty. Mm-hmm. I have done all of them except for the last one because I'm on the last world and I can, and then there's like one level per you know world so there's six of them and then in the center of the special world is like the hardest level in the game i already have enough seeds to unlock that but i'm like i'm i'm just gonna beat the last world and then i'll do it you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm on the last world i just got to the last world the other day so far have every seed everything in every world so i'm just gonna go for 100 on this i've heard the last world in the special is the hardest because like it forces you to use every badge that you get. So like the invisibility badge, the jumping badge, the wall jump badge, like all of them, you have to use all of them throughout the level and beat the level. And I've heard it is brutal. I've like a lot of people have beaten the game hundred percent, except for that level. Hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see how it is. Um, But I've really been enjoying Mario wonder, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to be beating this game soon. And, uh, played assassin's creed and i will say i loved it man i really liked that assassin's creed it it felt like the old games a hundred percent and the only thing that it felt like the old games which i wish it didn't was it's it's janky sometimes like what really like running me up off, the walls sort of deal. yeah run running up the walls and like sometimes like instead of running up the wall he'll like like if there's like a little vendor or something he'll jump in there and like hang on the inside of the vendors and i'm like bro that's not what i want you to do so like that is the the running and climbing and stuff is a little bit janky but honestly it's a great game dude and i enjoyed every bit of it like i honestly can't tell you anything about the story because i didn't pay that close attention to it i was just enjoying like all i know is there was like this cult cult that's not cult but like these it's almost like the illuminati you know it's like a shadow government controlling everything and uh he wants to eliminate them so he goes one by one and i think it's cool because like you have a clue that leads you to this place and then you go to this place find all these clues leads you to something else you find all these clues that reveals the identity of the person and then you go find that person you know what i mean so it's like you're actually doing an investigation here's the real question when you assassinate a main target, do you use a feather and you go yeah. resquiate in, in pace or whatever it is? Well, he doesn't say that, but you know, obviously, but they actually, before every target, once you find your target, he goes and he tells his master and then she actually hands him a feather and he takes that feather and then you go to where the target is and you have to plan what you're going to do. So like, you can either go in with an army and start taking people out, find a way in silently. You can go in acting as a vendor and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like 
it's really cool that playing your own way to do what you got to do. What they so. need to do is keep like this style of gameplay going, calling it Assassin's Creed and take the other crappy system that they made and, you know, semi keep the name and just brand it AC semicolon something. Yeah. You know, the, like you're still sort of in the same vein, but just I think less terrible. I think you'd enjoy the game, but I don't think you'd enjoy it if you paid sixty dollars. <laughs> That's what I I'm think thinking. you'd enjoy it if you got it for like thirty bucks or less. I think you would. But I'm I've got my eye that they have an Amazon buy two get one free. I was like, I could see, but I don't know. It's Again, going on right I, now. On Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Oh heck yeah, I'm about to take advantage of that. I gotta get part. <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, man. I I was pretty hooked on it, you know. So I uh, after I beat Spider Man, it was Assassin's Creed and Mario. So I. Uh, and what are you playing now? So Alan Wake and Mario. So Alan Wake two, dude. I so I've beaten the first chapter. And can I just tell you about the first chapter? Sure. Okay. So you start out. And it's this naked fat guy crawling out of the lake. Okay. So you're just walking and you see people up on a hill and they're like, oh, there's somebody down there or whatever. And then he walks up the hill and these dudes in deer masks just ambush you. And then they strap him to the table and they see, keep saying like they're the cult of the tree. And they just take a knife, stab it through his chest and pull down on it. Dude's dead. And they like disembowel him. Yeah. And so um, then the next scene, you're an FBI agent, you walk in and you're investigating this. And this is this is I love Alan Wake, dude, the story is so good. So you're investigating it and it's kind of cool because you're in the mind palace is what she calls it. And it's like in her mind, she's like back at her office looking at all the evidence. And you actually have to like you have different folders, so like different cases. So like you have the case of this murder, you put it up on the wall and you have things connecting. So you have like a question of what or a picture of what it is, like the murder, like who is it? What was their purpose? Blah, blah, blah. Things like that. Then once you like take pictures at all, all this, you just put up, you put the pieces together yourself. All right. So you have to solve these murders, which I think is really cool. And then um, while she's solving it, she's like, I think this person, you know, came from the lake. So they're walking down there and then they see this paper on the ground. They pick it up and it's literally describing exactly what they're doing so like it was the two fbi agents knew this person that is dead and or one of them it was a colleague of theirs and they travel down the path towards the lake and they find a paper like literally explaining what they're doing so this fbi agent's like this is weird man like so then she's like well i think there's something inside the body and so let's take it back to the, you know, morgue and I, I have, I know what I'm doing and what I'm looking for. So skipping a whole lot, but then you go to the morgue. This was the, the cool part, dude. It was sick. So she's looking through the body. She pulls out a string and attached to the string is another paper. All right. So she opens it and it says, um, oh, I forget the nightingale. That's the guy, the dead guy's name. It says, Nightingale was after Saga, which is the FBI agent's name, but couldn't see her because she was in the light. 
and she was like, someone is making up some weird fantasy about us. And then the uh, sheriff was like, wait a second. I've seen more papers like that. I didn't know it was linked to this murder. Give me one sec. So he walks over to a shelf. He pulls out this book full of all these papers. And then the lights start to flicker a little bit. And he <laughs> looks up and he's like, wait, wait. No, no, no. And the lights go off for a brief second and he's gone. <laughs> right? So then it's showing her, like Saga, the FBI agent. She's like freaking out. She's like, what the heck? Just where did he go? And the lights flicker again in like really quick within a second. And the body is sitting up. That's on the table. And then he starts muttering something. And then he just starts throwing people around. She tries shooting him, loses her gun. And then she gets like knocked out for like a brief second or at least like dizzy or something. So then she looks out the window of the room and sees her gun on the floor in the uh, hallway. And then the guy slams on the glass and she's like, what the heck? And then she's remembering that the page said he could, he just murdered everyone, by the way, like mm-hmm. just tore him apart. And then she remembered that the page said he couldn't see her in the light. So in the center of the room where the table was that he was on is a bright light. So she goes and stands in the center of it. He can't see her, but he's walking around slowly, like looking for her. And you're just standing there watching this dude. All right. So then you go out into the hallway. I sprinted out to that hallway, grabbed my gun, turned around. She had her flashlight. I popped him like three times. Then the lights flicker and he's just gone. <laughs> and then she was like, what the heck just happened? And then like, that's where it ended. <laughs> that's where the first chapter ended, dude. It was, it's so good, dude. That I'm telling you. really good. I do <laughs> think Courtney so would enjoy seeing that. Now I just got to oh, get dude. her to, to watch the first one with me and then we can dive right first in. one is very good and then they made a game called alan wake's american nightmare mm-hmm. I don't, you don't really need to play that one it, i know it's more of a roguelike yeah and then this one dude so far just the first chapter just the first chapter is phenomenal so That's good. i'm excited it literally kind of picks up where the first game left off sweet so it has okay. american nightmare has nothing to do with it so shall we move on to um 20 questions. That's what this is called. Yes, we can. Do you want to ask first or me ask first? I want you to ask first because I want you to feel dumb for not getting this game. All right. Are we going to give the year? Uh, Did five year? Yes. Yes. So this is between. Let me pull it up just to make sure I get it exactly right. Uh, In between 2015 and 2020. So technically six years. Okay. All right. Is this a multi-platform game? Yes. Is this a first-person shooter? I'll give it to you. It's first-person. What does the wiki say that you're looking at? Even though sometimes that throws us off more. I mean, if you're asking the genre, it is not a first-person shooter. But you said it's first-person. Yeah, that's that's the camera. Is it a game I have played? Yes. Uh, it, did, was this game received well? Yes. 
as far as I know. Do I own this game? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know, but I believe yes. If I've played it, I've had to own it. I'm trying to think of a first-person game I don't own that I've played. Do you play as a human? You're asking some questions that are not easy to answer. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I don't even know any first-person games that you <laughs> don't play as a human, man. I don't know how that'd be hard to answer. <laughs> how would that be hard to answer, bro? You'll see. You'll see. Was this game developed by... That's not going to help. No. What was the question? I didn't even hear it. I was going to say, was this game developed by... But I, I was like, that's not going to help me. Oh, okay. Um, was this game on the previous generation, like 360 and PS3? No. So this game had to have been on Xbox One, PS4. Was this game on Nintendo? No. Hmm. Come on, first person. You really think it's on Nintendo? Yeah, no kidding. They went through a weird phase at one point, though. Um <laughs> Dude, first-person games without being a human, I just don't know. I know you can get this. Do you fight aliens in the game? No. Do you fight humans? No. Do you fight demons? <laughs> no. <laughs> I see where you're going with that, but no. How many questions I got left? Uh, that was question 11. Sorry, I should have told you when you had you were at 10. Um, you don't fight aliens, humans, or demons, dude. What the heck? Kind Correct. Of... And it's, you know, it, it's funny to watch each other struggle at this <laughs> because, like, it's it's so easy when you know it, but. It's so difficult waiting. <laughs> I'm trying I know, to think dude. of the questions. Man, I don't I have no idea. First person game. <laughs> uh, bro, like that doesn't make sense. Do you want me to give you a hint or you want to keep going? No, nah, I want to keep going, man. Okay. I don't want to be I don't want to be a pansy. Um You never said shooter. Do you use weapons like shoot to shoot things? Like No. Do you use weapons like to brawl? To what? Brawl, like your fists. Oh, or no. I would just. 
<laughs> I like to point do out. You use yeah. things. Do you use something to suck something up? <laughs> That's a good one. No. Dang it. It's not Slime Rancher. <laughs> Son of a gun, bro. That's the only thing I think. Because they're not aliens. They're not humans. Bro. Uh, what I would say? just like to point out before that question, the last five questions. So a quarter of the questions were used to determine that you do not fight things. Oh, is it a? Oh, what is that puzzle game on Xbox? Is it that? What? Oh, that puzzle game. I can't remember what it's called. I gotta look up the name. I gotta look up the name because I I I know what it's. Oh, what is it called? <sighs> I kind of hope this isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? Like typing puzzle game on Xbox. First person. I don't even know if I know how to say it. I know what I'm thinking. Um, Is it super hot? Oh, no. Is it outer wilds? Sure is. Is it really? Yeah. That is, I knew it. Oh, <laughs> so I, I told so you. So I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of, um, Outer Wilds. I was thinking of another one, but then as I was thinking about puzzle games, Outer, Outer Wilds came to mind. What was that? You know what puzzle game I'm talking about? No. It's like you have to look at these. It's a gorgeous game. Oh, the you, like, you look at these eyes and stuff. No, uh, it's something else. Talos Principle. <sighs> I don't remember. I don't remember what it's called. I was looking for it and it didn't pop up. Yeah, so I didn't know if you owned it because it was on Game Pass. I don't know if you ever bought it after that. I don't know if I did either, so that was a good call. Um, And then uh, technically you are a pansy because I gave you a hint saying that you didn't end up fighting anything. Yeah, that didn't help me though. Yeah, it did. Not really. I, I still, I I'm thinking back to my mind. I'm like, I feel like I'm fighting something in our wild. No, you definitely I guess don't. you don't technically. Yeah. I, I said that. And then you go, oh, oh, oh. That was what you needed to get over the, the hump. Oh, whatever. All right. You ready for your crap? <laughs> I can almost guarantee I'm not going to get this. So, yeah, let's go. All right. Start asking. Well, how about you tell me what year? Oh, um, between the years, <laughs> gosh, you ain't going to get this, bro. Um, let's do 2005 to 2010. I like that you say, let's do like you're about to change the game that you're doing. <laughs> All right. 2005 to 2010. So is this um, a console exclusive? Yes. Okay. Is it on PlayStation? No. Was it on Xbox? Hold on. Hold on. I forgot I'm keeping track. Oh. Um, no. Okay, that's three. So it's a Nintendo game. Uh, did this come Which out on... Which still doesn't help because Nintendo has 100,000 consoles. Oh, I know. Did this come out on the Wii? No. Did this wait. come... Wait, 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 wait. No. Okay. Did this come out on the DS? No. Did it come out on the GameCube? Yes. 
Okay, good. I'm like halfway through my questions already. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. You're you're on number have, seven. Is this a platformer? Um, no. Okay. Is this a uh, a part of an ongoing franchise? On what do you mean by ongoing? Do you mean more than one game, or do you mean like still today? Like. Uh, in the the way that I mean it, is it part of like the Mario universe, or like you don't have to tell me yes, it's part of the Mario, but is it part of like a franchise specifically? Yes. Okay. Hmm. And what was did I say? Was it a platformer? Yeah, you asked if it was a platformer. I said is it no. an action adventure game? Nope. You're on number, this is number 10, the question you're on. Um, game, jeez, a GameCube game. Uh, does it involve Mario? No. Does it involve Zelda? No. Hmm. Try to think When of... you say Mario, do you mean like the Mario universe or just Mario? Mario. No, it does not fall. You're on 12. Yeah, the games that I'm thinking of, they are older than that. Is this a game I've played? I don't, I honestly don't know. Okay. That count as a question, then technically. Uh, Yeah, so. That throws out my next question. Do you like this game? Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay. Have we talked a lot about it? No. So when I say I enjoy it, like, yes, I enjoy it, but it's not a game I go brag about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not one that you're like, oh, look at what I own. Yeah. Um, What question is that? 14? You're on 14 right now. Hmm. I'm just going to look, even though I probably don't have it, just for some inspiration for my GameCube game. I don't th- I don't think you have this game. No, I don't we think so have... either, but I'm just looking at it. We may have talked about, like, you should get it, but I don't know if, I don't know if we have, honestly. Is it a sports game? No. Is it part of the Harry Potter universe? No, that's a good one, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was kind of a throwaway question, but I immediately thought of Quidditch World Cup. But I also don't know what year one. that came out. You're on number 17 right now? Okay. Um, You're not any closer no, I'm not than worth no, no, you could give me 40 <laughs> questions, and I'd probably still be this far away. Uh, um <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, is it an action adventure game? You already asked that. I'm not going to count I? that. Yeah. What was and the, the answer, answer to that? No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, is it a puzzle game? No. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You're going to be pissed. Uh, I mean, you may not be. You're on no. 18. Um, is 
it Luigi's Dark Mansion. Sorry, Luigi's Mansion. No, it is not, dude. That's that's a puzzle or action adventure. I know. I'm just trying to get through the questions at this point. (laughs) Um. Nineteen. There's another game that came to mind, but that's not. I think if you guessed the genre, a hundred percent, you'd be closer, like on track, a lot closer than. I just, I don't, my brain's not functioning right now, so I can't even think of the genres. Um, Throw a wacky genre out there. The first genre that came to mind was first-person shooter, but I know that's not right. Um, Yeah, on a GameCube. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's why I didn't say it. Um, A wacky genre. Throw a wacky genre out there. Uh, management sim. You, that can't. That <laughs> can't be like that. Can't be your question. You sure you want to use that one? Yes, I'm sure. No. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last one. Just uh, guess any random game. Pick a game out of the blue that's on GameCube. Hmm. That is part of a wacky genre. I know. That's part of a franchise. Okay. I don't even think these games were on that console, but we're going to go. Was it uh, a Crash Bandicoot spinoff game? No. Are you ready? So the genre, I think, would have narrowed it down pretty slim because there's not many on this console, is rhythm. Oh, okay. Is it the... uh, Donkey Konga yep. game. <laughs> yeah. I would have accepted Donkey Konga, Donkey Konga 2, or Donkey Konga 3. <laughs> you had three options there, buddy. Literally, like, uh, rhythm may as well not I was be like, a genre. I was like, if you would have just guessed rhythm, boom, you would have got it. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now that makes sense why you say it's not one of them. I go around saying I have. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's not one that I'd brag about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, after that, total disaster. <laughs> I'd just like to say this is the third one that I've won. Yeah, I, have I even gotten one? I don't remember. Maybe, maybe one time. I honestly don't know. I would not be. You surprised. remember that one time we did it with Kieran and Dude, I picked an terrible. easy one? Because, you know, that's what we decided. And then you picked a game Kieran's never even heard of so uh, and left me abandoned. Thank you. Do you remember what the game was, though? No. Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I thought he had played it. I Honest mistake. But also that game was recent and not very hard to guess. Kieran plays like three games. I know. You really think he played that? I didn't say it whatever rookie mistake i was thinking we should have him back on the podcast sometime i agree it'd be fun to converse with him except now he works nights so that'll never happen does no he works days now oh did i not tell you that no you knew about that because he works for uh nancy's boss's boss now oh i thought he was still doing the, the janitorial stuff 
No, he got out of that and went to the, uh, like, like packaging area. And Are then you saying that he sucks. has a grown-up job? I still think it doesn't pay well, but it's <laughs> better than it was. <laughs> um, Kieran, I but, hope you listen to this. I know you don't, but I hope. <laughs> but yeah, he works for a uh, Robbie. He's Robbie's assistant now. That's how he was able to look at all of our files. That makes so much sense. I thought he was yeah. just like sneaking around in the office. Which is probably why you got put on probation. <laughs> <laughs> we got to tell those stories sometimes, man. Uh, maybe with but, him. Okay. Yeah. So to our faith topic, like Evan said, <laughs> I gave a devotional at our men's group uh, this week. And it's fresh <laughs> on the mind. And it's a short break from Matthew 5. So I thought we might enjoy it. Um, this one, I think Evan might have some stuff to, to add in. But uh, it, it's about following God's calling or like discerning what's God's call. No, nope, I wrote it, listening to God's call. Let's go with that. Um, so we haven't talked about like super personal stuff recently, I guess. But, you know, God laid it on my heart recently to undertake a big change in the career world, potentially. Um <clears throat> And, you know, in, in my spirit, I've said, yes, God, I'm going to do it. But there's still a lot of stuff that's involved with it. So I'm not ready to, to share it with the general public just yet. Um, so anyways, like it's got me thinking about what uh, what is God's calling on my life because I thought I was already doing that because of doors he opened and stuff like that. So um, basically how I explained it to the men was like these were the questions that came to mind and i wanted to put scripture verses to explain them basically mm-hmm. little uh loose with the definition there i guess but uh i know evan got a kick out of this because i did send him this uh <laughs> the outline that i had but the first question i had is how do you tell what god's calling is and evan do you remember what I put as the very first point under that? You said, uh, good luck. <laughs> yep. And let me tell you, that got a laugh at the men's breakfast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that got me into like, what, what does vo- uh, God's voice sound like? Uh, so two of the scriptures that I found, one is John 10 verse 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And John eight forty seven says, whoever is of God, hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Uh, so like that tells me that if we are following God, then we should be able to hear his voice. Uh, what exactly his voice sounds like, I don't actually know. Uh, but, you know, some examples in the uh, in the Bible are like the burning bush. It could be an earthquake. It could be essentially like through a donkey him telling you you're making a mistake or it could be like a still small voice or it could just be like nothing which um i just if i can insert a caveat into my own thing or not a caveat a little tangent i asked the question has anyone heard the audible voice of god before and one of the guys raised his hands and said as clear as day so afterwards he told me the story 
he said he was driving home from work one day, like years and years and years ago, because he's probably late 60s, early 70s now. And he said he had the young family. He was like, God, just like help me to provide for the family, be with me, all this stuff. And he said, as clear as day, he heard a voice in his backseat, like driving alone, say, why do I have to do that? You're going to be dead in a month. And so he, he, like he's driving rush hour, whatever, he's freaked out. He stops, he pulls over, he like pulls his car apart and he's like, there's nobody here. And he's like, God, was that you? And he, God goes, yeah, you have lung cancer. You've got a month to live because he was smoking cigarettes at the time. And he said, God, I need you, like help me. And he goes, all I was waiting was for you to ask. And he was like, healed. Like that. That is nuts, dude. <laughs> oh, what? Dude. And he said within two weeks, he, he never smoked another cigarette again or a month or something like that. And I was like, whoa, maybe I'm glad I haven't heard like the true audible <laughs> voice of God. Yeah, geez, dude, he's just as sarcastic as us. <laughs> like, why would I do that? You're going to be dead anyway. Dude, that's <laughs> how he said it too. And I was like, whoa and he was like what do you mean he goes you got lung cancer you have a month (laughs) so anyways you could you could uh hear a voice like that um i i mentioned that we might not know what it sounds like for each individual person but if you are a child of god he is speaking to you one way or another um so then one of the things i said that I found was that if the calling brings peace, it is from God. And I think this is one that you sent me after I sent you this. It's first Corinthians 14, 33. It says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Which yeah. I thought that really tied together a lot of stuff. Um, and so I said, you, because of that peace, you take comfort in knowing that he's the one who calls you because in Isaiah 30, 21, it says, and all your ears shall hear a word from behind you saying, this is the way walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. You know, you and I have talked a lot about what, what I feel like God is calling me to and all that stuff just makes me feel peace. And, you know, there are times when I'm like, man, am I able to do this? And that's when I start to get nervous. And then I say, all right, God, I'm still going to do it. I'm trusting you. And then I feel the peace. Like that's, that's that's not the way this is supposed to work in the human realm. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what Natalie and I are talking about. Cause I was talking to her about, you know, your devotion and what what we were talking to each other about. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I mentioned that it shouldn't, cause fear and anxiety you know you should have a peace and natalie was like well you know there's times where like god asked me to pray for somebody but i'm really nervous about it and stuff and i said yes but you know that you should be doing that like you know you should go pray for them and you know that if you did it there would be a weight lifted off you bring that peace comes yeah and i was like but that's conviction you know i think that's different than like you know, oh man, should I be doing this? I don't feel right right about doing this. Like, you know, that's when you're like, oh, that's not really the peace of God, you know? So I think there's a difference there and you have to, you know, distinguish the difference between those two. Absolutely. Discern discern the difference. Um, The next question. What? It says we can't access your video. 
uh, whatever. At least you got my audio, I guess. Uh, this quick message uh, just popped up, but go ahead. I, say, I can see you. It's just really blurry. Um, okay. This next section, I'm not going to hit on super hard, but it was, um, can you have more than one calling? Uh, what I want to hit in on with this one is uh, everything must line up with the will of the Father. And this was another one that you sent, Evan. Uh, there's a, a short. Jeez, did I write this devotion? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, believe it or not. So I got up. There were there were only ten of us at the the church, and uh, my dad just because the the regular men's leader he was off hunting. So my dad just said, "Well, because how?" Just to explain how it goes is we go to breakfast at a restaurant, which is half a mile from the church. We spend like forty minutes there, come to the church, do a 10, 15 minute devo. We're out. So he once everyone arrived, he got up. He said thanks for coming, you know, good breakfast as always. And then said like, Zach's going to be given the word. And he said, I don't know what it's about, but let's uh, welcome him up or something like that. So then he sits down and cause he had said like, I, I, since I don't know what it's going to be about. I'm interested to hear it with you guys. So I go, well, my dad said uh, he doesn't know what it's about, but I'm going to let you guys know. He actually wrote it for me. I'm just using his words. <laughs> I got to laugh. Oh, too. Dude. Anyways, will you read Isaiah 55, 8 through 11? Jeez, I didn't know I was going to be put on the spot. I know. Isaiah 55, what? 8 through 11. Jeez, man. You might as well just write, read the whole thing. All right. <laughs> Dude, it's three verses. <laughs> Technically four, but. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways, your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth a, and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You want me to read 11? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Yeah. So I laugh like listening to you stumble through that verse because every time I read it, I did the same thing because the way it's worded is so specific and you don't know where I to know. put the emphasis and pause. <laughs> Anyways, I know, man. So, you know, with, with listening to God's calling, we might not understand why he's calling us to do the things that he did. And that verse sums it up. Like, we don't know why things happen, but like God knows why he sees the big picture. Um, and then I especially like, cause we're, we're talking about like listening to his calling, listening to his voice. It says that like basically what I say will not return void. It will be yeah, done. Yeah, that, that one, it's hard. Yeah, exactly. So I really like that. And essentially, like, what I took from that is God does not give you a calling that you cannot fulfill. Because if he gives you the calling, he is going to help you fulfill that calling because it doesn't return void. Um, so then this one, James 4, 14 through 15. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Did you I, make me read that because you want to hear me stumble? No. No, it was oh, just a little okay. longer. So I thought oh, okay. it would be worth it. Um, okay, go ahead. Continue. 
so to me, that one hits hard too, because it's talking about how short life is like, you know, you're what, 31 now? I turned 30 in February. So we feel like we've lived a lot of life. But even if we make it into our 80s, we still have over twice as long as we've lived until we die or however you want to do that math. But then if you think about from the Christian worldview, the world's been around for several thousand years and our life is like that. Just real quick. So why wouldn't you do what you can to make lasting change for God's kingdom? Yeah. And then the end there, it says, if the Lord wills, it says, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. I think we talked about that verse too. Yeah. 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 You, you, you're the one that, uh, to prop that up. So again, kind of too old for the calling, you know, we're, we're becoming old men in our soon to be thirties for both of us. But when is too old for a calling story that came up immediately is Sarah and yep. Abraham, you know, she's by what all estimates 90 whenever she has Isaac and which is ridiculous. I've been thinking about that with Mackenzie. Imagine being essentially 91 trying to keep up with a newborn that's learning to crawl. <laughs> Dude, like Bro. <laughs> Ain't no way. Uh, I know. And I don't even want to do it at 31. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know? Exactly. So the thing that really stood out to me in that story, we're not going to read it all, is that when she was eavesdropping on like the men of God telling Abraham that she started laughing and like <clears throat> she got called out for it and tried to deny it. Of course she actually did laugh, but like when God was laying this on my heart, I almost was like, <laughs> what do you mean? That's what I'm going to do. Like that sort of gut reaction, but you really shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> So next next question was, can God change the calling on your life? Um, and we talked about this a little bit just because it, it sounds like no, like God has a calling for your life, but how you fulfill that calling can change. The avenue, I think, is the word we used, can change. Yeah. I love this verse for this question. Romans eleven twenty nine. I'm going to put you on the spot again. I want to hear your thoughts as soon as you read it. Gosh, geez. I know. I know. I stumble on this one too. No, you said a Roman, dude, Ro this one's like twelve words. You're fine. You said Romans what? Eleven twenty nine. All right, here we go. I'm gonna freaking screw this up too and be a laughing star. <laughs> All right, for the gifts and the calling of God are irre are irrevocable. I almost said irreceivable. I know. Irrevocable. <laughs> I didn't think you could mess it up, and boy, oh boy. <laughs> boy, did I mess it up and look like I'm a laughing stock again, man. Uh, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. There you go, man. Dude, that, that, that again, that, that hits hard. <laughs> that is that question. Can he change? No. His calling is irrevocable. You cannot give it back. Like, it is what it is. Um. And then we also kind of talked about this through text, but like in the Old Testament, I didn't write down the scripture verses because it was kind of a last minute ad, but David felt the calling to build 
a permanent house for God's presence to build the temple instead of having, you know, the Ark of the Covenant in a tent somewhere. Yeah. So he made preparations and God told him, you are not going to see this to the end. It's going to be your son. So like just because he didn't, the phrasing of what I'm thinking isn't just because he didn't properly. fulfill it. He started it. He just didn't fulfill the whole thing. Yeah. Like, like his calling was still to do this, but God had a calling for someone else to finish it. You know, like yeah. to me, it, it kind of rang the same as like when you witness to somebody, you might be the one planting the seed or watering or tilling the soil or something like everyone has a spot to fill in God's calling. You just don't know what it is. So then big last question is, will God stop calling you if you don't listen? You want to answer that one? No. <laughs> hey, hey. He's not going to stop calling no. anybody. <laughs> so uh, the two big stories that came to mind for this one are Jonah, of course. Pretty much everybody knows the story of Jonah and the whale or Jonah oh, yeah, and the dude. big fish. Something that stuck out to me specifically in the ESV, I think it says four times um, in some sense after God called Jonah, it says, Jonah rose to flee from the presence of the Lord. And then it says he did this to flee from the presence of the Lord, did this to flee from the presence of the Lord. And like God still orchestrated things to <laughs> yeah. fulfill his calling on yeah, Jonah's life. <laughs> so then, you know, if you don't know the full story, read it. It's like four chapters long. It's worth the read. Um, yeah, and, if you want me to read it to you, I can, but we, we ain't going to get through it. <laughs> exactly. Like I have six verses highlighted, but we're not going to touch that. Yeah. So then Numbers 22, 22 through 35, again, not going to have Evan read this, but this is the story of Balaam's donkey and how like he was so set on doing something and God was not okay with it. And he, so much so that he had a, a donkey cry out to stop him in his tracks. Yeah. So basically don't ignore the call and the last little note I wrote says, <laughs> don't get me wrong. God's will is going to be done with or without you. So it's why true. don't you answer the call? Like your stubbornness is not going to stop his, his calling or his will from being done. So why would you choose to avoid his blessing yeah. and his calling on your life? Like, again, you, you phrase it like that. You, no matter what you say, you don't have a good excuse yeah. because God's asking you to do this. He's going to, if he's calling you to do it, he's going to have it happen one way or another. So you saying no is only harming yourself and those around you, you might reach, you know? Yeah. That's good, man. And then that's true. Oh, I guess technically the last thing I wrote was Jeremiah 29, 11 to end on a classically misquoted verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And that is out of context how we like it. Yes. No, I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> if you want the, the full context, just off the top of my head, this is Jeremiah giving a prophecy, letting everybody in, uh, like all of the Jews, know that uh, they were going to be in captivity because of their stupidity. And God was saying, I know what's going to happen to you, 
but you will come back to me because in long term you are going to benefit but you need discipline and that's essentially it yeah. but Which we like to cherry pick god of course but we like to cherry pick the uh thing oh um speaking of he can do that he's a god kind of a loose tangent i'm gonna plug my church's podcast the message that we put up every sunday this one from yesterday even though i worked i edited it and then i listened to it on the way from work uh it's actually like a super good message it's really? about the spiritual warfare so like if you've got any doubts about um if like the spiritual realm is real or not or whatever this is a good one to listen to because it talked about my dad talked oh. about um I know I ain't got no doubts about <laughs> No, no, but you know, he he talks about that, uh, like the demons and stuff, and then also how you know the demons were created by God, but they followed the devil and they fell and they they used to be like angels serving God. Anyways, very interesting. And I was like, Yeah, God can do that. He's God. You know, like nobody is God. He's not going to share his glory. Like, yeah, he got. Yeah. So good for him. Like, anyway, I ain't going to argue. <laughs> so uh, you should listen to that one, though. Send me the link and, I, and I'll, I'll listen to it. I think and I subscribed I'll, to the, the podcast. I, I think you did. I'll also put it in the notes in our episode, if I remember. Just a link yeah, to the link. It, man. It, it's link it. it really is a good message. Um. Before we get off, I do want to do want to share a little bit of what's going on with me, with you, and with everyone else. And it might be a little longer than oh, anticipated, God, dude, but it's a spiritual to topic, so shut up. All right, so <clears throat> a lot has been going on in the past month and a half in me that I haven't really talked about, haven't really talked to Natalie about. Um, but let me share this with you guys. All right, I haven't really shared too much with Zach, just little bits and pieces here and there, but. I know I told Zach that I felt God wanting me to go back to school. All right. Wasn't sure what for yet. Um, well, at that time, and I was plugging in my little thing. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back to school for something with computers. Maybe I'll go back to school for this, blah, blah. Well, ultimately, God wanted me to go back to school for ministry to finish out what I started. Right. So, um, Started working on that. Funny enough, got an email today. Already got all my classes to be certified and all that. So I literally just Sweet. have to take the test and I'm done. Um, but, you know, to get licensed through the National Assembly's God, blah, blah, blah. I just have to take a few more classes and stuff. So I'm going to get that all figured out. Um, <clears throat> so that's good. But there was something that I was holding on to that I never really realized I was holding on to. Mm -hmm. So one thing I, I've been praying a lot more and Zach is going to freaking laugh and I know he will, man. Uh, one thing I've been praying a lot is for God. <laughs> he's going to laugh. Because you I can't even say it for God to soften my heart. Oh <laughs> okay. my <God>. <laughs> and he knows, he knows exactly because we were texting about this, but I've been asking for God to soften my heart. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um <laughs> hold on i just gotta okay um only because um throughout the past few years i have felt god or not god i have felt that i have hardened my heart and grown a little more insensitive mm -hmm. and uh, i guess this kind of goes along the lines of trying to be more sensitive 
and uh, been praying for God to soften my heart. One of the things that God wanted me to work on is loving people. All right. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I, I love, you know, all the youth that were in my youth group. I love all the people I've come in contact with. You know, I, I don't think I've ever and God put one person on my heart and said, well, what about the one that hurt you the most? And I was like, well, I don't know who you're, who you're <laughs> talking about. I've never about, been you know? hurt. I've never been hurt. And uh, he brought this, this girl's name to my mind. And immediately when that name was brought up, it kind of sparked anger. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm never going to talk to her ever again. I'm never going to reach out to her. I don't even know if she's still alive. Right. So and just uh, to, to draw it a little longer, uh, how how many hours did it take you to, to contact this girl or how many days? Took me about a month. Okay. So <laughs> you didn't tell me so, when it was first laid on your oh, heart. So yeah, when it was first laid on my heart it was a month ago. And I actually, I took those five days off of work. Because I had a lot going on everywhere, and this was part of it. And the crazy part is, listen to this, okay? Uh, you remember I started having that back pain, mm -hmm. and I started going to the chiropractor? I went to the chiropractor for about a month, okay? I started having this back pain when I felt the Lord wanted me to reach out to her, and I was like, no. Like, I'm <laughs> never going to talk to her again. I don't want anything to do with her. Her name angered me, you know? But that was God telling me, just her name making you angry. You need to let this go. And I told, you know, God, no, and uh, hoping he'd listen. <laughs> so, I would just um, like to point out with my stuff, I said I gave God a deadline, like not for him, but, and you go, oh, oh, oh given the creator of the universe a deadline. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. And here I am just telling him straight up no. <laughs> uh, and then uh, this song came on. I was listening to this new album, and this song came on. And it kind of pissed me off because I really like the album. And uh, this song literally described the the relationship with this girl that I had years ago. Described it to the T. All right. And uh, I tried skipping it, but apparently my phone was on repeat, so I took it off of repeat and tried skipping it. Wouldn't work. So. And while I was at a red light, I was like, maybe my car's jacked up or something. I literally shut my up. car off. Yeah, it is jacked up. <laughs> I literally like unplug my iPhone, turn off my radio, shut my car off, turn it back on, turn my radio on, plug my iPhone back in, and it would not stop repeating. <laughs> and I kid you not, this song pissed me off. So all this started happening, and I was finally like, fine, whatever. I'll do it, but I have no way of reaching out to her. And... Sure enough, her brother pops up on my Facebook feed and I was like, son of a gun, man. Like, I was like, I'll talk to him. Maybe he doesn't have her number or something. You know, they haven't been in contact in a while or something, you know. So <clears throat> I sent him a message, you know, we started talking. He's and I was I was like, hey, you know, I want to ask you something. Um, I really feel there's a lot that I did wrong when your sister and I were together. And I need to make it right. I need to apologize. This is what I feel the Lord, Lord wants me to do. I was like, I'm not looking for forgiveness. I'm not looking for an apology from her. I just, I need to do what the Lord wants me to do. And, and if you have her number, that'd be great. And I said, if you feel, literally get it off your butt, because that's where the pain was. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was like, if you feel the need, I was like, you could tell her I'm trying to reach out and ask for a number. And if she says no, like, that's fine. You know, like I literally said, that's fine. Like, uh, and he was like, you know, I'll ask her. And I was like, for the love of God, say no. You know, like, I was like, please just say no. So then within the hour, bro, 
within the hour, he was like, here's her number. And I was like, dang it, man. Like, literally, I, I was ticked off. So then for about three to four hours, man, I, I was sitting there. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to bring this up. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about this. I don't. I eventually did it. I typed out this very long message, um, simply stating, like, I'm sorry for everything I've done. Like, everything I did to you, it was wrong. I was, you know, I, uh, you know, my actions, the, the things I caused you to fall into, the sin I caused, you know, in your life. And, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, you know. And I said, I told her, I was like, I'm not looking for forgiveness. I'm look, looking for an apology. But, you know, I just need you to know that I'm sorry. And this is Jen. And I, and I told her, I was like, I wish I could do this in person. You know, I'm not one to do this over text. But, you know, I don't know where you're at. I don't even know how you're doing. I know absolutely nothing about you. Like, she was part of my life for three years, a big part of my life. And within days, I cut her out of my life. Like, so fast. Like, no other. Um, So I sent that message and I was like, Hopefully she don't see it. <laughs> so, no, I didn't say that, but um, sent that message. And uh, it wasn't, I think it wasn't until later that night she actually responded. And it was a very positive response, which I was baffled by. And, uh, you know, her and I talked a little bit more that night. And I was like, hey, like, you know, it's been over 12 years, you know, since we talked. You know, I wouldn't mind catching up, you know, seeing where each other are at in life. So we've been talking here and there. But what really opened, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm feeling this is really what God wanted me to see. And I actually made this part of my lesson this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Her brother, Joe, is the one I reached out to mm-hmm. to get her number. Oh, by the way, after I reached out to her, back pain gone. Haven't had it yet, yeah. so that's cool. <laughs> um, so Joe is the one that I, I got her number from. I told Joe, I was like, hey, we got to catch up sometime. So he tried, you know, FaceTiming me right there and then. But I was like, hey, I'm at work. I can't talk right now. And I was like, but, you know, maybe sometime this week. So then Friday, uh, I got home late and I was supposed to go to a um, event at the church. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? You know, like I should <clears throat> I just feel I should contact Joe. So I messaged him and I'm like, hey, you know, I just got home. You able to talk. And he calls me immediately. So we're FaceTiming and I'm like, man, how, how have you been, dude? And he's telling me his story, man. He's telling me how the military really messed him up. He has PTSD. He had, you know, anger issues, depression for a while. He, he's been going through it, man. And, and actually he, he's been listening to this podcast too. So, Hey Joe. Um, but, uh, he seeing him talk in, in the struggle that's been going on in his life in the past and hearing him want to get right with God again and trying to get right with God and hearing the stories that God's been doing in his life, um, broke me, man, you know, like, because these were people I was close with throughout all my youth years that I saw every single day broken. And in my mind, I'm like, what, how much different would it be if I would have kept in contact with them? if I would have continued to reach out to them, but instead I let this weird anger get in front of, of that relationship with my friends because of, of a relationship I had with his sister, you know, like I let that anger get, get in front of it. And, and by the way, ever since I apologize and, you know, her and I have talked, like, I feel like a weight has been lifted off me. Like I feel completely amazing different. how that happened. I know. Isn't that something? It's like God knew. And, 
Um, I was talking with Joe and this broke my heart, man, broke my heart. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was telling him how, you know, I, I, I've seen our youth pastor in, in, you know, last few years and nothing but casual, Hey, how you doing? That's it. And I told him, I was like, you know, I was never really a huge fan of our youth pastor, not to talk bad of him, but you know, it was, it was like he had his favorites group and he stuck to that group and poured into that group. And if mm-hmm. you were part of that group, you were just a youth that showed up to church, you know, and uh, he's a great guy. It's just kind of how I felt. And Joe kind of said, I kind of feel the same. And he was like, did you know he moved down? Cause Joe lives in Florida. He's like, he moved down to Florida. And I was like, Oh really? He's like, yeah, he lives like less than 45 minutes from me. I was like, Oh, that's crazy. I was like, have you reached out to him, you know, to, to get together with him and like, kind of see if he can help you out, you know, with things you got going on. He's like, I've tried reaching out to him. He's like, but same as you, man, I'm not part of his favorites. And so he's he not reaching out back. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, bro, man, like I couldn't imagine the spending all this time with these youth over. Well, probably not maybe a little over 40 years with these youth. And then one of them reaches out to you for help and nothing. You don't even try. It's crazy. And like that broke me, man. And so I told Joe, I was like, you know, God put on my heart a while ago. Like I was in youth group with my youth and I was with them for so long. And usually what happens is when they go out of youth group, not a lot of churches that have a young adult group and they fall into the world. And I was like, I don't want to see that. So I'm moving up with my youth. You know, these people I've been pouring into, I've been called to make disciples. I'm moving up with them and I'm going to continue to teach them how to lead and, and be followers of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. And then I told Joe, I was like, how about we keep each other accountable? You know, I was, and I told him about our podcast and why we're doing it, that we're keeping each other accountable. I was like, Joe, I'm going to, I'm going to message you every day. I was like, I'm going to ask you how you doing. I'm going to be praying for you every day. And, you know, we'll keep each other accountable. And so that's what we've been doing. But what broke me the most is Matthias was Joe's brother and this girl's brother as well. He was like my best friend when we were young. Inseparable. Inseparable. What am I trying to say? Irresponsible? Um, No idea. (laughs) um, Hung out almost every day, man. We were talking. If we weren't hanging out, we were talking on the phone. We weren't talking. We were texting. You know, it was all the time. Um he went off to the military, which was my plan, but I decided not to go. And, uh, a lot of stuff happened in his life again. And I just found out from Joe, Joe was like, you should reach out to him, man. And I was like, how's he doing, man? What's going on with Matthias? And he was like, he's in a rough place, man. You know, a lot's been going on in his life. I'm not going to share all that, but he was like, for the past two years, he's been stuck in LA and he's been homeless. Mm. I'm like, bro, man, like, and it, it, it took me back to a time when we were in high school. I think it was our junior year, or senior year or something. We were on a youth trip and Matthias said, he told me that he, like I was trying to goof off because I wasn't in a place to really care about what was going on at that time. But uh, I was trying to goof off and he was like, man, I need to focus. He's like, cause I'm going off the military soon and I need God right now. And all I wanted to do is goof off. And part of me is like, man, if I would not have been that distraction, would he have had a better chance of coming out a lot more centered when he came out of the military, you know? So part of me kind of feels responsible for that. And ever since I've been trying to reach out to Matthias, I haven't got a response, but you know, I've been trying to reach out to him. Joe's given me an avenue to try to reach out. So I've been trying to do that, but it broke me to see that all these people do these people that I, this whole family, all right. was, was part of my life for three years. And, 
only two of them are, are at least trying to live for God. You know what I mean? And it, it crushed me when I heard all that, you know, the, the girl that, you know, I, I mentioned she's doing well, you know, she's married, has a couple kids and, you know, is involved in a couple ministries and stuff. And other than that, I don't know too much, but you know, she's doing well, which is great. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy for her. Joe is trying to get his life back or like right with God again. He's in a waiting period right now. He he thinks he knows what he, what God has for him, but he's in a wait, waiting period to, for God to open up those doors. And, you know, it, seeing that these two people out of this whole family, the only ones pursuing him and spent days with them man, years with them and, and it breaks my heart man so i'm i'm trying to reach out to matthias right now man and and through this whole process you know god laid on my heart to continue to pursue um or to continue to pursue school mm-hmm. and uh finish my credentialing process because when i was in college i was still struggling with a lot and um, didn't put my mind to it as much as I could have and didn't make it a priority as much as I could have. But again, like you said in your devotion, God still made a way for my calling. I felt at a young age, I should be youth pastor and he still made a way for me to be one with or without my yeah. credentials. Right. Um, so that calling is still there. Um, but I, I feel that I need to finish what I started years ago and, and that's what I'm doing right now. I did share with Natalie today. And again, you'll probably laugh. Um, because uh, some people already have. Um, but I do feel kind of a tug to pursue. Your face is going to it's going to trip me up, bro. You're pissing me off. <laughs> All right. To pursue being a Christian therapist. <laughs> bro, I freaking knew it. I freak and dude, Natalie laughed, too. She was like. That really must be God. And I was like, well, why? I was like, so first of all, why do you say that? Okay. She was like, because you need patience, man. She's like, you just don't have it. And I was like, so maybe people just need to be told how it is. You know, like maybe that's why I'm going to be the first Christian therapist to be like, you're being a pansy. You need to gird yourself. And nah. so anyways, um, thanks for laughing. I appreciate that. That's great. Um, <laughs> it took a lot not um, to snort. Oh. Yeah, well, thank you. So yeah. uh, that's what I feel is the avenue Good. right now. So I might be pursuing that. But yeah, dude, like Congrats. there's been a whole lot going on in my life. And I'm going to tell Courtney that she's going to laugh too. I hope you know. I'd like to hear her response once you do that. Um, uh, but we got to wrap this up because I got to go to bed. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's pretty much what's been going on in my life, man. Just a whole whole bunch going on there that I've been kind of working through and in trying to reach out to people and Good. help them out in their walk. Glad well. to see you maturing some. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Isn't it? <laughs> well, um, you be your therapist someday, buddy. I'm going to need it. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so as we round out, if you guys want to get in contact with us, links will be in the description below. Um, if I remember, I will put a link to the, uh, the sermon that I mentioned as well. And I, I sent it to Evan already, so hopefully at least he listens to it. But anyways, you want to finalize this dealio? Yeah, you're an awful friend for laughing, by the way. Um, at least real quick, you know, I did want to Your wife ask, also laughed. <laughs> I want to ask for prayer for Josiah. Found out today that he has a double ear infection. Hmm. That's awful. So uh, pray for my son. I'm doing, doing better, so don't pray so, for me. Pray for him. You sound like... <clears throat> 
yeah, some better than I did a few days ago. But thank you guys for listening again. We appreciate you guys listening to us ramble and uh, be idiots. Uh, if you guys enjoy it, please continue to listen. If you don't listen, that's cool too. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> please send us an email if you guys like what you hear or if you have any suggestions. I know we did get one suggestion and we're kind of working on that, uh, talking about ministry stories and whatnot. Um, yeah, so we thought about doing a bonus episode, talk about ministry stories and kind of keep it to a minimum of what we talk about. But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We are and always will be none other than Be Faithful Gamers. I'm Evan. And I'm Zach. We'll see you next time. See you guys.